You are listening to Women Who Launch and Lead, the podcast for women ready to change the world by women who are changing the world. Listen in each week on iTunes, Google, Spotify, Breaker, or Stitcher as we connect with women making it happen in life, business, and career. Relate to their struggles, learn their strategies, and celebrate their successes. Then show your love by subscribing and leaving a review. Now, here's your host, Dr. Sharita Weatherspoon. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Sharita Weatherspoon, and we're here for another episode of Women Who Launch and Lead. And today we have with us Demetria Samuels, who is a business strategist and STEM professional and the CEO of Expert and Entrepreneur LLC, where she teaches working professionals how to monetize their skill sets to create profitable online brands and businesses. So thank you so much, Demisha, for joining us today. We're excited to have you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. So we always, always start off um, each of our episodes with asking our guests to share with us about who you are and how you're impacting the world. Oh, wow. Okay. How I'm impacting the world. Okay. So who am I? Like, like you said earlier, I am Demetria Samuels and more so than being a business strategist um, and a STEM professional, I am a mom of four. I am an army wife and an army brat at the same time. So um, that's my background. I am a Georgia peach. And basically what I love to do and to impact the world is to make sure that professionals understand that corporate America is not the only place that they can um, monetize their expertise. So growing up, you know, I watched the Cosby show and I saw Claire go to work and I thought that that was just the golden life. I never really realized that Heathcliff was downstairs in his own business, right? Didn't really catch that until I was older, but I knew I wanted that briefcase off to work and that my kids listened to me the whole nine. So when you when I went off to corporate America, I thought like, you know, I made it. Then I realized that you were giving power to everybody else to promote you, to give you raises. You had to play the political game and I'm all for it. So it's not like I'm anti-corporate. However, it cannot be my only stream. And every time I want a promotion, I don't feel like necessarily playing the political mumbo rumble jumbo to get one. So that's when I started to tap in like, Hey, I have a degree. I have experience. Let me learn how to monetize that on my own so that whether corporate decides to pay me or not, I'm always getting paid. So that's my really my true impact to the world is those 80s and 90s babies that showed up and love the Cosby show know that corporate America is not our only way to make money, that we can monetize our skill sets. So that's, you know, how I'm making my impact on the world. Awesome. I, I love that. Um, you said that you like you're you're all for you're here for it. <laughs> playing, the, you know, playing the corporate game and all of that. Uh, I was there for it for a little over 20 years. And then I was like, oh, I'm done with this. <laughs> they had too much power over my security, my sanity. <laughs> OK. And just, you know, wanting to take take that back and entrepreneurship was the route to do that. Now you're looking ahead, no regrets. So I feel you on that. (laughs) Um, So tell us more about Expert and Entrepreneur LLC. Um, I know you you work with, um, you know, professionals, but is there a particular audience that you're focusing on and how do you work with them? 
Well, the particular audience that I love to focus on are STEM professionals. And it's because we usually have untapped potential because, like I said, we get into that corporate grind. We go get those engineering degrees or those IT degrees. And we think, okay, here I come, Microsoft, Google, T-Mobile, Sprint, like here I come, corporate, right? But what we real, what I realized is that you have an expertise. You went to school for it. You you had the original ability for it of math and science, and now you just have to learn the online game to completely complete yourself. Um, just learn how to become an online marketer. So most experts <clears throat> are not actual entrepreneurs, right? We most of us are subject matter experts, but we're not entrepreneurs. And a lot of entrepreneurs are nowhere near being experts. So the reason that my company is called Expert and Entrepreneurs because I truly believe that to have a purposeful business that you should learn to be an expert first and then cultivate your entrepreneurial skills and combine the two to actually create that stream of income. And um, like I said, the reason I, I tapped into STEM professionals is because I went to a STEM school. It's um, the nerdy tech in me. So that's how come I tapped into what I knew, my lane. Um, and so yeah, that's where that came from. Yeah. So that's um a really valuable key that you said right there you tapped into you know what you knew um and kind of used the lane that you were already in to monetize outside of your career field um so i think a lot of times we feel like we have to design the wheel <laughs> all over again or we can't use what we already have in our hands to do something different exactly. um but that that's really important that you can capitalize off of what you already know and what you already do in a different marketplace. Yep. Uh, so you've experienced a lot of success both um, academically, personally, and professionally. But I know that there is a story behind the glory. <laughs> so I want you to tell us a little bit about that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, originally I was, I'm a, I'm a teen mom. So I actually had my first um, son when I was 15 years old and I was a straight A student when I had my son. So I wanted, you know, everybody to know, keep girls busy, but no, I was a, you know, straight A student and I had my son, but luckily I had a mom that stayed being a mom. So she knew I was smart. She knew I was this. So basically what we did was we made sure that I completed high school with no problems. Um, and I went off to Georgia Tech. I was salutatorian of my class, you know, scholarships, the whole nine. And I got to this place and I'm like, man, I still have daycare. My mom, you know, I need to get out of here really fast, you know. So, you know, I was one of those people who, whereas everybody else was kind of like finding themselves and becoming a grown up. I was already a grown up. Mm -hmm. I was like, listen, y'all, I got to get up out of here. I don't know what y'all around here doing. So I always looked for the money or looked for the opportunity. I was the first one with an internship because I still had actual real responsibilities by the time I was 18 years old. I had a three-year-old, right? So, you know, those refund checks that people get to keep, my mom used to be like, thank you. I'll take that for daycare. And, you know, so that was my life in college. Um, and when I graduated from college, my mom dropped my son back off, right? So I was just like, wait, I'm 23 and have been living like a regular 23 year old. And now I'm a all, all the time mom again. And it was quite, you know, startling. I basically took the first job I could get at first. 
I was just like, okay. So I think at the time Waffle House had shifted and started getting people with degrees and they were paying like 50, 60. So I began to manage an actual Waffle House and I learned everything from inventory to uh, how you deal with um, people outside of my, my race and who, but were in a lower economic area. It was like very interesting that the only black person is the only person with a degree here. So uh, I learned all of that experience, but then like always, I was like, this is not what I went to school to do. Mm -hmm. So I tapped into my network and I asked my friends like, hey, help me find a, a, a better job or a better quality job. Because it really wasn't the amount of money I was making. It was a, the quality of life I was leading at that time. Mm -hmm. And so they were like, oh, you always, you always smart. You always let us. So they, you know, basically had no problem referring me. And um, I went off to corporate and I had to start at the bottom. Um, again, um, I used to be afraid of my name. Demetia. I used to make let people say D and things like that. And I had to just fight those um, interpersonal demons of thinking like I did not belong or if I was imposter in IT. And I just basically just kept working and grinding. Um, then I had my second son and I found myself like, okay, yeah, this is not enough money for two kids. Um, I wasn't married yet. And um, I just lived in an apartment and I just was like, something has got to give. And that's when I started thinking about the entrepreneurial side of my life because again they yeah just because i'm having a second kid your company's gonna be like yeah you know what let me give you some more money because you're having another kid so here's some more money no you have to now show another expertise um and do the tango so i said hey let me start using my other skill which is marketing i'm really good at marketing um so i just started doing different marketing jobs and different marketing um consulting things of that nature always to like STEM professionals in a way um, <clears throat> for that. So after I, you know, and then of course everybody does their stint in network marketing. Um, you know, that type of, that part of my life happens. Um, and eventually I just got settled um, in my, like, like say my thirties, I got really settled and really comfortable with being an entrepreneur and an expert and really began to home in on those foundational things. But, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't have like a, a, a rock bottom, but it definitely for me felt like rock bottom. Like, Hey, you have two kids and you don't make, but like 30 some thousand dollars a year. That's not the jump off. So, um, going from there to six figures is how I figured out that, Hey, corporate will play you if you let them. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I realized like, let me play this game and let me solidify that income because I actually got scared every time I got a promotion, I was scared because I was like, that means they could send me back down to where I was. Mm. whoever giveth to you can take it away oh, and good. I was first like grinding at work like you know give me mm. what, what do I need to do to get promoted you know and I was out there but every time I would get promoted I would be happy and then I would get sad again because mm. I was like dog that means that you know I put my second son in private school and what if they tomorrow say you know what no, that means I would have to take him out and he's going to go live a life he never lived. No, that doesn't work. Right. So that's really when I got serious about my businesses and making sure they were streams and not drips of income coming into my home because a lot of people just have drips calling them income streams. But yeah, that's, you know, my like, you know, how I got to where I was. Um, those those little milestones in there of just being a mom and having to figure out the world mm -hmm. at a young age is really what helped me with my grind and my hustle. Mm hmm. So what I'm taking from that is, is that it really doesn't matter where your beginning or your starting point is, or what challenges you may have faced, you know, really, what matters is what you do with the resources you have in front of you now. And how do you use those to change the trajectory of your life? 
because we can very easily get caught up in finding excuses for why we can't do and why we can't be. And as Black women specifically, um, it's easy for us to fall into the trap of the roles and that idea that we have to give up for other people. So, cause you could have take, really taken that same mentality, but it could have worked against you in that, you know, because I have these two children, I got to go into this corporate thing hard, <laughs> right? So now there's no time for family. You know, you're working late, you're working overtime, you know, trying to prove yourself to get to the next rung on the ladder. But instead you said, you know, I'm gonna do what I do over here, but I'm gonna utilize what I have to go create additional streams of income over here. So if corporate wants to act funny, they don't get to play with my money. <laughs> exactly. That is the exact thing because I was like, listen, yes. And, you know, and like you said, just being resourceful. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like I said, I had my little girl, like we were talking right before five, five months ago in the middle of a pandemic. And again, okay, you're married and you quote unquote, you have the perfect life. But again, I still, that little trigger still went off and was like, okay, Hey, listen, let me make sure that I'm out here building every time one, you know, something happens in my life. I'm one of those people like make sure I build a stream of income for that. <laughs> I'm one of those people. <laughs> I need a stream of income for my purse habits or my shoe habits or whatever. I need a stream of income for it. So right. Yes, yes, that's really good. <laughs> um, so what has been the biggest um lesson learned over your journey? Oh, I would definitely say that. One of the biggest lessons is that anything that seems like it's saturated or that it's too, you know, too many people are involved or like everybody's getting promoted at work, but you, or everybody's out here winning online, but you, that that's not actually true. That's just a mindset problem, Mm -hmm. right? That Mm -hmm. overcoming that mindset is how I kept going. Meaning like what was for me is for me. And if you're actually called to do that, then the paths will open up. So, you know, even though this friend and that friend might be in, being promoted or that coworker and this coworker is being promoted, but when it's my time, I'm going to get this or some other bigger opportunity is going to open up for me. So, you know, sometimes my visions just didn't always look the way I wanted them to, right. but they were always there. And so just realizing that is one of my biggest lessons that the vision is there, but it just doesn't come, you know, out the way you always wanted it to in the way you wanted it to right in the path to getting there exactly. <laughs> it could look very different very different than, than what you want because normally you know we want the easy path the smooth path less resistance right <laughs> even when you think you're even though you're like it's going to be a challenge you don't really want the challenge you're just like the challenges that i've already prepared for are right. those really challenges you're like i only want the challenges i prepared for so mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes so what's next for you and your business? Ooh, so what's next for me is to actually probably, as we go into the next three to five years, is to actually transition completely out of corporate and to completely focus on my um, brands alone, let them stand alone. Um, I've just, it's just always just been a mindset of mine to have both, just, you know, and so as I come out of that scarcity mentality, then I will now shift and begin to 100% focus on just the brands themselves. So just setting myself up financially, um, mentally, uh, and getting everybody in the family involved 
involved in knowing that that is the next next shift for us is to actually move to just be 100% entrepreneurs all the time. Uh, you know, we, like you said, if something else happens, I can always go back to corporate. It's always there. Understand that corporate's always there, you guys. Um, it doesn't go away, just like school. But, you know, so just knowing that is where my shift is going. So I'm really excited about experts and entrepreneurs because I am a actual person that has worked and built a business that I can relate to those type of individuals as opposed to you'll never really hear me go online saying quit your job and then it'll be all right or stop paying your bills or sleep on your mama couch like that's not really my in my purpose is to really show you how to and balance might be the wrong word, but to make sure that all of it is working um, in some type of uh, fluid manner, whether it's your job and career, and then your businesses and your brands and your expertise are all just fluidly working together. And so really just bringing that messages to the masses um, is my aim. So just, you know, letting some professionals know that the enemy of great is good and we are good at what we do, but we can become great if we just let go of some of our corporate mentality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I like that you mentioned the scarcity mindset and even recognizing that you were dealing with that in terms of, you know, when and how you let the corporate piece go. Um, because I think a lot, a lot of us deal with that. I know that's what kept me in, <laughs> in, my, in my career for as long as it did. And with, you know, with every promotion, um, the mind, the scarcity mindset actually increase. You will almost think that maybe it will get less as you get more, but no, it's like you get more. So you're more dependent right. um, unless you actually have the ability and the um, discipline to not utilize all of your increase in your living. Which, yeah, yeah, we, we weren't, there. which, you know, and even <laughs> and I agree and more so like, Hey, you need the, it's like, Hey, if you were 21 and you could learn about scarcity and financial awareness all at the same time, then you'll be set up for it. But usually you learn <clears throat> one or the other. So mm-hmm. by the time, excuse me, <clears throat> by the time I realized what, how to write off things on taxes, I was like, man, I don't, I don't love a lot of money over here paying over here. So just building up that nest egg. And like you said, more people begin to be relying on you. So it's not like I can just leave. There's this thing called insurance, which I'm always out here on these internet streets. Like how y'all paying for y'all insurance? How are y'all entrepreneurs paying for this thing called insurance? Um, 100%. That's one of the things that, you know, keeps me in corporate like hey this insurance plan right especially when things like um covid or pandemics and all that hit i was just like well good thing i got this insurance over here so (laughs) you know even having a baby they still sent me a bill for two thousand dollars even after insurance so just things like that sometimes we don't think of it when you're in the romantic period with entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. and i know on the internet there's a lot of romanticism about being an entrepreneur and everybody's not called to it sometimes you're just called to be better with your finances and stack your money and that's completely okay you're still an expert um and there's still different side hustles you can do but everybody's not called to it so just knowing that you need that scarcity and that financial backing to actually do the full leap properly you know would help yeah yeah absolutely um so because you are working in corporate you have multiple brands under your business you have four children (laughs) <laughs> you have, um, your, you know, your husband, you have all of the um, responsibilities that 
overcome <laughs> with being wife and mom. How do you manage all of that? Well, one, I have a VA. So I know a lot of people don't like to, you know, throw out the quote unquote secrets. I realized quickly that even before I started making money in my business, that I had to have a VA. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, you know, just something I understood that in order to maintain my businesses, because even though I still work full time, none of my customers or none of my clients want a part time product or a part-time service. They want a hundred percent service. So even, you know, side note to side hustlers, nobody wants a side coach or a side, you know, anything. So to make sure that my business is always running 24 seven, I enlisted the help of VAs to answer my clients, you know, needs and wants throughout the day while I'm still, you know, working um, in IT. So that's one of the first things I had to do. And the second thing I had to do was be okay with just the kitchen being clean just the kitchen. That's, that's all that's going to get done on a day to day was that this kitchen and that's all I can just swoop kitchen. But I did notice that if I keep the kitchen clean, everybody seems to like, Hey, maybe we should clean everything else up. So <laughs> I realized that if the kitchen stayed clean and everybody kind of was like, Oh, let me pick up the living room or let me do this. Um, and then just having that buy-in from your family and friends, like everybody knows that, Hey, this is what, you know, Demetria does. So, you know, let's support it. Um, you know, like right now, of course, my husband is trying to wrangle a five month old baby who's attached to her mommy. And, but he knows that I have to be on a podcast or, you know, my sons know, Hey, be quiet or, you know, mommy's doing this. So, you know, it's just always a family thing. And, um, yeah, it's just, I mean, I don't have, I don't, I didn't write a book about it. So I'm no expert on <laughs> balancing husbands and, and businesses, but it does work when you have proper communication. Mm-hmm. Yes. And get your, getting them to buy into the vision. Not I, to, even if that means buy it. Yes. <laughs> Y'all want to go to the movies? Y'all want to do something? <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. So I know that you have a, um, a gift for our audience. Can you tell them what that is and how they can get it? Sure. I am a big, big component of LinkedIn. I think that it's one of the core things that you can use inside or outside of corporate America. So I created a checklist that you can use to make sure that your LinkedIn is always on point. And you just head over to bit.ly LinkedIn twenty twenty. That's bit.ly LinkedIn 2020. And you should um, have no problems, you know, downloading the checklist and check it off. You guys put the app on your phone. Don't be afraid of LinkedIn. (laughs) All right. And how can the ladies who are tuning in connect with you online? Sure. Actually, if you can spell my name, then you can find me. I am at Demetria Samuels on Instagram. I'm at Demetria W on Twitter and that's spelled D-E-M-I-S-H-I-A. So Demetria Samuels or Demetria W on Twitter. And if you type on Facebook, Pivot to Profit, you will find me um, in the Pivot to Profit Collective um, Facebook group. Awesome, awesome. So thank you so much, Demetria, for joining us um, today. We've had a great conversation. You dropped a lot of valuable tips that I'm hoping our audience members picked up on because I couldn't name them all. <laughs> couldn't talk about them all and expand expand on them, but there were quite a few um, in, in your um, conversation. So I'm hoping that they picked up on those, but I do appreciate you spending this time with us. Thank you so much for having me and I look forward to interacting with the community. Thank you for joining us for Women Who Launch and Lead with Dr. Sharita Weatherspoon. 
Be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode and leave your positive review so we can continue to bring you impactful and powerful content. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Coach Sharita. Learn more about how you can work with Dr. Sharita at SharitaWeatherspoon.com. As always, learn, launch, lead.